What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 4Plot Podcast. My name is Will. We are hanging out tonight with our crew, per usual, all the usual suspects hanging out here with us tonight. On the podcast, we have Eric. What's up, Eric? What's up? It feels so good to be doing this again. I love it. I've missed it. I really have. And then, of course, we have the man, the myth, the legend, CK Sonny Richard himself. What's up, dude? What's up? Man, so glad to have you guys here tonight, hanging out. Richard got a brand new microphone rig, sounding real, real nice and clear tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, better than the last time. Sorry, yeah. I, you know. <laughs> and you got people... some more lighting, it would appear. Look at all this, case. man. Upgrades that's, all the way around. Yeah, upgrades all around. Absolutely. Know. Hey, we got a lot to talk about tonight. There's been some acquisitions happened since we last talked. We had a Nintendo Direct, all kind of fun stuff. So let's just get right to it. Let's start out with the acquisition news that came out. What? It's been more than a week now. It's been like a, a week or two with the Bungie Sony acquisition uh, or Sony Bungie acquisition. Reverse that. Uh, Sony acquiring Bungie, uh, the makers of Destiny and Halo and many other games. Not many other games, a few other games, of course. Uh, of course, that's on the heels of the news of Microsoft doing their big Activision takeover. Man, I want to get oh you. I, I want to get you guys' thoughts. What do you think, man? You think this is just a? This is the beginning of people just buying up game companies until everybody just says, "Hey, you're either about Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, or." You know, what, who, who else got I somebody think, else got bought recently? Go ahead, Rick. I, I, it's so funny. I think this is the beginning of people literally going insane for no reason. Like people that are just, <laughs> they don't they don't un- understand. Uh, I'm on some Facebook groups, right? Just with Halo Infinite and some Destiny, right? Uh, just just people talking. And everybody's, everybody's freaking out. Oh my gosh, we're about to see Halo on, on PlayStation. I'm like, wait, don't you understand that? Like Halo's not bungee anymore right. <laughs> so i was like people i don't i just i guess people just aren't aware or about it but um anyways that's what i kind of got out of it it's yeah people always associate that that bungee still owns halo when of course that was not the case and microsoft no. actually i don't know i need to look it up if microsoft actually owned bungee or if they were just the you know they they were making exclusive games uh, for Microsoft. Eric, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, I know they've rolled out, even Xbox this week rolled out some of their guidelines saying the next few Call of Duty games would still continue to be cross-platform and whatnot like that. Uh, you know, what do you see in the future for, for and, and and Bungie said the same thing, like, hey, Destiny continues to be cross-play, continues to be cross-platform. What do you see in the future? Do you think they'll take some of these big titles, uh, you know, console exclusive? You know, I come at this from two different angles. The first angle is my lifelong gamer side, and I look at something like this, and I'm immediately hesitant because I do think at some point there's going to be some sense of exclusivity with some of these bigger titles. Now, I don't think that Destiny is ever going to become a solely PlayStation exclusive. Will they get some exclusive little tidbits, maybe some exclusive DLC or something like that? Potentially, yes, but... The other angle I'm coming at this from is just the business aspect. That's what I got my undergrad degree in. And it's I don't work in the video game field, but I still work in the business uh, sector. And it's a smart move, both by Sony and by Microsoft. Now, listen, they are not making these calls on a whim. They don't have executives that are calling up Bungie one day and say, hey, um, we're thinking about buying you for $3 billion. What do you guys think? And they sign the dotted line the next day. Yeah. These are year and years in the making. Right. And they're, they're long-term plays. Now, I don't think it's for the sake of division and making things more difficult for your everyday gamer. I think more than anything, it's consolidation. 
You know, it's mm. not truly going to be a monopoly. But you look at the acquisitions that companies like Microsoft and Sony have made and how easy has it become under these banners of since we're all Xbox guys of Game Pass. We have right. access to all these games now that we normally wouldn't because we don't feel like <clears throat> shelling out $60 every couple of months for a title that we're unsure of. Yeah. But now all of a sudden we have immediate access to it. So I, I think it's a good thing as long as they keep the gamer in mind first. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, uh, just looking it up, yes, Microsoft actually did acquire Bungie back in the day uh, when they made Halo and they split off um, and uh, became their own leader. So they've been owned by Microsoft and Sony now uh, after, yeah. uh, you know, a, a brief stint with Activision. Not a brief stint. They've been with Activision for years. Um, I mean, yeah. if you're a Microsoft fan, I, I don't understand why anybody would be up in arms would be crazy especially after obtaining Bethesda and like almost every all the people right. they signed so many people they signed and they will still have three for three as their flagship you yeah. know studio so well and I, and I don't know why people complain or complaining about it and I don't think really it's it's uh it's as big a deal for people because I I, I think that consoles you know and I'm speaking of PS4 because and uh and Xbox one I know it's really hard still a year in change into the life cycle of these consoles to grab the the next gen but i feel like you know playstation 4s and xbox ones are so accessible now everything being backwards compatible that's like i have a ps4 and and, and an xbox series x right so it doesn't matter for me who owns what because i'm going to play it all anyway you know it really just comes down to being able to play with your friends right i think i think is the biggest part right so you know eric you i don't think you don't have a playstation do you no, still yeah. trying to get my hands on one. Yeah, you got a Switch in a in a uh, in a Series X. So, yeah, like if if you know Bungie releases their next new great IP and it's like, hey, it's only on PlayStation, uh, you you lose out on on playing with your friends. But I, I yeah, I agree with you, Eric. I I think I think the, the the mergers are a good thing. The takeovers are a good thing, or the buyouts rather, or whatever. This is acquisitions. That's what I'm looking for. I think they're a good thing. I mean, because you look at yeah, you're expanding Game Pass. I mean, my gosh, Call of Duty now if it becomes like a Game Pass. You know, day one, like these are, and when you look at things like playground games, who made Forza? I mean, dude, Forza took away IGN's game of the year. It's like their first racing game that ever won. It got tens from many different publishing, you know, houses and and I thought or, or, or you know, uh, media outlets. And I think that's a lot to do with the fact that Xbox is acquiring these studios and they're being like, hey, here's the deal. You make great games, just continue to make great games. Now you just have a giant bankroll to hire people and do other things like that that you didn't have before. You know, and I think and, and, and you know what? You know what you know what it's cool too? I I, I think now that a lot of these uh I mean, Sony and Microsoft that that they're owning their own companies. I really do feel like it gives them even more uh, creative ability to see what some of these games can do. Because I mean, think about this. I've always thought it'd be, I'm not a StarCraft fan at all, but my brother is. And uh, so, anyways, I, I, what I'm trying to say is that it would be cool to see more games in the StarCraft universe without right. the you know real time strategy stuff. So there's a lot of creative ability you can do with them obtaining these these licenses and uh, you know I, right uh, one thing that so i think it's pretty cool yeah one thing i heard was you know the the there's there's like this big activision you know going back to the microsoft acquisition there's a big activision backlog that's kind of died that uh that people really love starcraft being one of those games right and uh and microsoft having the ability and the funds to draw out and to 
you know, um, really, really be able to do that right and bring some of those franchises back is a, is a really cool uh, premise as well. Um, what, what do you, what do you guys think? Uh, I, I mean, you know, you're, you're, we don't think it's a bad thing. I think we all agree on that. People being, you know, bought out, taken over, you know, selling whatever. Um, However, I, don't forget what happened to Rare when Microsoft obtained them. What I, I got to be honest. So that that came up in a few podcasts I was listening to, but I never yeah. heard. So I know Rare, you know, Perfect Dark, and and a few other things. like so Rare doesn't exist anymore. Like they're just they're just gone because the same thing happened with the with the team that made Fable. That uh, was it. Lion Lionhead, right? Studios that yeah. went under after Fable two, three, something like that. Uh, and Microsoft said they learned their lesson from that studio that you know, hey, you, oh, okay, that, yeah, you, you don't just come in and take over. But wh- wh- what is where is Rare now? They are they still? Let me look that up. Uh, is Rare still around? As far as they've, I know, the company does still exist. However, most of the creative personnel from that company have split off, and they are now doing their own thing once again. So they're functioning in the third-party space. It's actually the same people that made the uh, ukulele. I don't remember if you guys played that, knew anything about it, but spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie, which was made by Rare, um, all three of their games, including the terrible one on the Xbox. So, no. it, Yeah, it, nuts and bolts, man. I, yeah. Guys, can we talk about how and i'm sure it's because listen i i know that if you're out there and you're some giant video game industry nerd you're gonna be like how does this idiot not know this um man how does microsoft own rare and we haven't gotten some sort of golden eye like remake on the xbox that you can play i mean dude rare put out some bangers in the early 2000s well, late 90s eric knows yeah, it, dude, it looks, oh it looks, looks like eric knows. Was... no no yeah, please go. go ahead richard I, I will interject here in a second go ahead yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, like Goldeneye, classic. I, I'm definitely more of the Perfect Dark, like the successor to Goldeneye. I like that game better, but um, I I, th- I heard is because of licensing from James Bond more than, uh, you know, I guess Rare's fault for 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 not putting a, a remaster or something like that. There's actually though there's a leak online of a fully remastered, um, uh, Goldeneye game that you can find fully playable i haven't played it but um but yeah i know there's that but there is a there is a new perfect dark game coming out i don't know when so i mean i don't know if rare is involved in that one but you know that is on the horizon uh rare is not involved in that it is still a microsoft Uh, owned property but uh what you're talking about richard is goldeneye source which is free to play it's available on pc it actually is a a great remaster however Since you guys brought it up, uh, there is a GoldenEye remaster set to be officially announced in the next couple of days. What? The the rumors are that it's coming to the Xbox, uh, newest generation of Xbox, and the Nintendo Switch. Apparently the licensing that has been (laughs) caught up (laughs) in whatever, and I know Richard touched on it with the whole James Bond uh, everything. Supposedly that has all fallen by the wayside or been resolved. So yeah, Good. we're playing some GoldenEye soon enough, boys. Dude, can I tell you? So, can so, I tell so, you how excited I am that the the creators of Hitman have now moved to they're making a James Bond game. That's their next thing. If you hadn't played the if you hadn't played the the newest Hitman trilogy, it's fantastic. It's it's so so good. It's on Game Pass now. Um, and uh, it, I it's that. it's awesome that that they're now focusing on. Um, uh, a new James Bond game, which I'm, I'm really excited about. 
Eric, real quick, real quick. So, yeah. is this a fully like new developed game of GoldenEye, but with the same elements, or is it just a reskin? Because I'm not a big fan of just reskins of game, like the one that, that's that the 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 fan made one on PC. That's just really just reskinned. Do you know? Is it just you know a, a remaster or reskin or remake? What would you? What do you think? Uh, my understanding is that it is going to be a remaster, a proper remaster, finally from a third-party developer, not third-party, sorry, AAA developer. That's AAA the three that I yeah, meant. That's different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, the GoldenEye Source was literally just a fan-made game using mm. updated mm. Source engine and graphics and everything. So now with the massive bankroll behind it, it's going to be done. It's going to be done properly. Yeah. Nice. Well, I wish Trevor was here to talk more about his thoughts on Destiny and it being now, you know, owned by Sony and, you know, all that jazz. He's not here tonight. Uh, he may be here for our, our next week's podcast. We'll it see. may make him buy a PlayStation for the first time in yeah. since PlayStation 2. <laughs> it, 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 I got to be honest and sorry, Trevor, when you listen to this, man, it may, nothing will make me happier. And then I'm going to do it. But if they yank mm-hmm. Destiny off the Xbox store just to watch Trevor lose his lose <laughs> his mind. Uh, there's some people out there that just love that game and i can only play like 10 minutes of it i'm just like i don't know i just i can't i'm the same just it it didn't do it for me so i will only play if everybody else is playing it and guess what trevor uh matt um, jeff and andrew and they appear offline to play it because they're cowards all right they're cowards (laughs) who don't want the ridicule and the and in the, the absolute mockery it. from their friends. Okay, I said it. You guys don't have to feel shame about playing a game that you like, but you do have to face your friends who are going to make fun of That's you right. for it. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> anyway, so mergers being a good thing, we all kind of agree. We'll see what comes out of it. Enough video game podcasts have covered this. Let's move on to a Nintendo Direct. Anybody know where that's from? Duck Hunt, my dude. Yeah, Duck man. Hunt. Dude, Duck Hunt, what a great game. Do you know how the light gun actually worked? I would assume yes. it was infrared something or another, but I don't actually know. The way that I remember it reading it one time, and I'm going to look it up just so I can confirm, but I'm going to go off my own knowledge right now, uh, is that when you pulled the trigger, okay, the screen flashed, right? You remember that? The screen, the screen would flash, and then uh, what would happen is... Uh, it would it would the where your gun was pointing would read like an empty light square and it would shoot that back into the gun. It read the TV and then it would let you know if you were in the right grid where the duck was. Um, Interesting, dude. That's pretty insane technology for that's impressive for the yeah, time. Eighty five. I mean, yeah, it came out mid to late eighties. What gun games do we have other than the Wii? Do we do we use for something like that? Even dude, if it was just you don't I, see that. I agree. Uh, okay, here you go. Gone, okay, when you point at a duck and pull the trigger, the computer in the NES blacks out the screen and the zapper oh. diode begins reception. The diode's reception of light combined with the sequence of the drawing of the targets lets the computer know that you hit a target and which one it was. My God, man. My God. Yeah, to Richard's that's, point, that's we don't have like, dude, you know what? I'd, you know, I'd kill for like a good time crisis game or something like that. On You know, I mean, you probably would. It's not worth investing in the technology to do it, but for the six I people would, that would play House of the Dead. Seriously, you know, like because some of those games you need like a foot pedal and like just a gun. Yeah, I would buy that. I would buy that, put it on my screen, and they like release Dude, a pack I... like, "Hey, arcade shoot 'em up pack" or whatever it is that they have. I would play Area Fifty One. No. You know, I freaking love an arcade a... shoot 'em up, my dude. 
yeah, man, like that would be so much and fun. They, they, they are doing I, or have done a re-release of House of the Dead on the Switch that you can use the 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 IR uh, on the on the Joy Cons. That's cool. I wonder if it's I haven't seen. I wonder if it's like the same feel and the same. Yeah, quality, it looks it but, looks the same. So, speaking of Nintendo, let's yeah. get to the uh, to the Nintendo Direct that happened last week. Just going to go over a few of the headlines and we can talk about it. Uh, top ten things. This is a this is an article from CBR.com. Uh, I don't even know what CBR stands for. Anyone know what CBR stands for? Comic book resource or something like that? I wish not I a clue. Nope. Whatever. The point no is, CBR.com has the top ten announcements. Uh, a demo for Triangle Strategy is out. Um, the art style on that game looks super cool. Other than that, not really interested in it whatsoever. Dumb um, name. Yeah, Square Enix's upcoming tactical RPG Triangle Strategy. Uh, a demo uh, was released the first three chapters. What was cool about the demo is if you buy the game, your progress carries over, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Nice. Uh, Cuphead DLC releases on June 30th. You guys play Cuphead? Dude, I love uh, me yes. some Cuphead. I am yes. such a masochist you for guys, games like that. That game is so. You guys difficult. watched the Cuphead season one, the show? The what? Cartoon? There's a show? Yeah, we talked you about it a little while ago. Was, on, uh, was it on Netflix Dude. or something like that? Dude, I have yeah. not seen uh, the show. The, the art. Dude, it's, st- listen, it's, the, it's good. The art. When I saw this announcement, I was on vacation, and when I saw this announcement, I literally loaded up Cuphead on my Switch to play. Dude, God. That is a beautiful game, man. The art style yep. in that game, it is worth your $13 or whatever it goes on sale for. Just uh, for the art. Just to just play that just you're gonna you're going to get you're going to get just trucked by uh this game. But it's it's really, really fun to look at the art style. And, and it's just it's just one of those things. It really relies on the laurels of like the old NES and Super NES games where you just have to right. play it again and again and again and again to get the patterns to beat the bosses. And it's 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 freaking difficult, man. Like I said, if you enjoy that game, you're probably a masochist in some capacity, and I definitely yeah. do. So yep, I'm I I'm a I'm a Dark Souls advocate, so I'm right up there too. Yeah, man. So. A uh, little headline here: Couple, uh, Cuphead is a run-and-gun game released in 2017. Holy cow! After five years, uh, Cuphead: The Delicious Last Course is going to come out on June 30th. The DLC includes new bosses and a new playable character, Miss Chalice. Though fans will have to wait for a few months before playing the DLC, a Netflix series is releasing on February 18th that they will surely enjoy. So that's uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So you yes. guys, what are you talking about? You guys have seen the cartoon. You haven't even no, released. No, I've seen the trailer. We, we put the trailer in the oh. Facebook thread. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I, I I need to go check it out. Uh, Metroid Dread uh, has a new Dread mode and Rookie mode added. Rookie mode being that your energy refills faster when you pick up health packs. Uh, Dread being if you get hit one time, you die. Uh, Mentor Dread, I, I, I downloaded the demo for it. Um, haven't played it yet, but I've heard it's actually really difficult. It's like a, it's a pretty it's a pretty difficult game with odd controls. Um, yeah, for those of us that have played, I mean, the games like Cuphead, but the one that always springs to mind in conversation for us is Volgar. Yeah. It's going to be just as frustrating as all yeah. of those games are. If not, yeah, probably a little bit more so. I've never been a huge Metroid fan. My grandfather had the Metroid on the NES, and I played it a lot, but there was so much to that game as a kid. Like, yeah. I played it in, you know, in early 90s when I was a you know, elementary school kid, and there was... Just it was very very deep, right? I mean, even the passwords were like 182 characters that you had to put in. Uh, and my my grandfather used to keep a little black book, no joke. He had a little. He used to work at a paper mill, and they had like a little black notebook. I've still got it in my memory box up there because uh, it's so special to me. He would write down 
all the passwords um, from games. Uh, so it's got passwords from Metroid in there, uh, Phantom Fighter, Punch Out, and he kept all the passwords because that's how I got into gaming was my grandpa, um, and so he kept it all in those books. So I just remember his Metroid codes being looks like Egyptian hieroglyphics in that book because they were all these weird symbols and they were so long. Um, Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings are now on Nintendo Switch Online, their online service. Uh, you an Earthbound guy, Eric? You know, I'm not, and that's an interesting thing because I have been impacted so much by the existence of Undertale, and Undertale takes most of its cues from Earthbound. Maybe I just need to give it its fair shot now that I'm a full-fledged yeah, right. I say I say I'm an adult. I'm not really. But, uh, it, yeah, this is, this <laughs> is huge news. Uh, Jack Tinker was freaking out. The I was going to say, old, he, old MDY, man, the first person I thought of when I thought about uh, Earthbound coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Earthbound, one of the most iconic RPGs ever made. It was originally released on the SNES back in 94, and it finally came to Nintendo Online service, Nintendo Switch Online, after the Direct. Uh, but that's not the only... I did not know about Earthbound Beginnings, which I guess is on the NES. It was an NES, or is it new? Earthbound Beginnings, a prequel to Earthbound, is also now available through the service. Whether they're a newcomer to the series or a diehard fan, the Earthbound games are RPGs that all Switch owners should play. Yeah, um, so Earthbound is actually, I think, the second game in a series. It's just called the Mother series. Yeah. And the other two games were exclusive to Japan. As far as I know, they still are. So whatever Earthbound Beginnings is must be a, a, an American-developed something or, gotcha. or another. I'm going to skip down to these last few because they're more interesting. Uh, Mario Strikers Battle League, the Mario soccer game. Uh, All was for revealed. it. Dude, it looks really cool. This is... Dude, okay, let me just get on a little Nintendo rant here for a second, okay? Hit me. That game would be so cool if Nintendo's online service didn't suck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You're trying to protect kids because you don't want them to... Ch- dude, it sucks. Like, it, it, it's just... Can you imagine? It's It'd be like getting on your... With Rocket League, you know, and like hanging out with your friends and all those power-ups look so cool and the armor looks so cool, but it, it just really... They, they don't do a great job uh, with their online games, you know? I mean, we could be playing Smash all the time, Eric. We could be playing Mario Kart all the time, but I don't want to talk to you through my phone. Yeah, and that's really the biggest it, thing that has always gotten me about their online platform i can forgive connection issues i can forgive a lot of stuff because it's not a premier online platform service but the mere fact that i cannot communicate with my friends in any capacity except for a couple of like canned little messages that every game inevitably includes is a real heartbreaker because now if i want to go play mario strikers with you or any game that you mentioned well we got to jump on discord or a phone call or something or another it's just not the same think about that you're in 2022 it's like hey you want to play mario strikers i'll call you so we can talk yeah and they got the nintendo app but it's just it's just a phone call (laughs) it's a freaking phone call. so it's so funny because that makes that reminds me of uh like early 360 days i didn't have a headset but i'd play halo 3 online and my friend had a mic but I didn't, so I would just put my phone on my freaking shoulder here as we play, and yeah, not the ideal way. Oh yeah, dude, not 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 ideal at all. They got they got to update that. Speaking of online multiplayer stuff, uh, courses are being added to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, the Mario Kart game that will not die. Um, let, let me let me look up when Mario Kart 8 originally came out. Um, that would have been a uh, that would have had to have been a Wii U oh, launch, dear, if I'm not mistaken. Dear God, guys, 
guess when Mario Kart 8 deluxe or Mario Kart 8 when its initial release was. Take take a guess at the year. 2016? I'm go 14. 2014. May 29th. That game is almost 10 years old and they're releasing DLC for it. Holy cow. I mean, it's it's Grand Theft Auto syndrome all it over is. again. It is. Mario Kart, 8, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, the best-selling Switch game, despite first releasing on the Wii U all the way back in 2014, three years before the Switch came out. Uh, so they're releasing all these tracks. What's interesting is it's going to be released over the next uh, two years is what they're doing. Uh, let me tell you what they did that was smart. Very smart on Nintendo's part. They made it twenty four ninety nine or twenty nine ninety nine. I can't remember. I think it's twenty four ninety nine. They made it twenty four ninety nine to get the DLC that releases over two years. Okay, but if you buy their Nintendo Online Expansion Pass, you get it anyway. I was not going to upgrade to Nintendo Expansion Pass, but I did. My wife was like, "Oh, we gotta download those because we play Mario Kart with friends when they come over here," and I was like, "Okay, Nintendo." Smooth move because now I'm like I downloaded it and now and it's great because now I get the Nintendo 64 emulator and the Sega Genesis emulator and I started playing Ocarina of Time the other night and I just went into a nostalgic just overload because that game's so cool and awesome. Uh, but yeah, that's such a smart move. They got me. They hooked me, man. That was very smart. That's that's crazy. What what a thought. So does Nintendo own Sega now or the rights to its? To, to to Sega Genesis. No. How do they get the emulators on that? I don't know, but it, they have How a gen, they, they have they have a Genesis Sega Genesis emulator on there uh, on their online console kind of deal, uh, and it's uh, you know it's okay. It's got it's got some good games on it. Um, but uh, yeah, crazy man. I don't know who would have thought, man. We live in a world where Sega games or a Nintendo console has a Sega emulator on it. Well, officially, Sega is a third-party developer for Nintendo since they don't make their own consoles anymore. Uh-huh. The old, I mean, the biggest name that they no longer, and I won't even say they no longer, but the biggest name that isn't immediately applied to Nintendo is Sonic the Hedgehog because mm. most of those games come out on Xbox nowadays, yes. but you still have Mario and Sonic at the Olympics and a couple other yeah. little ones here. I, I didn't there think that about that. That's really Switch. interesting. All the Sonic games come out on uh, on, on Xbox. That, yep. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Uh, you can play Sonic 2 now on the Genesis emulator when you get Nintendo hey, Expansion Pass. I can't wait to not pass uh, World 2 again. <laughs> Dude, so, I, listen, all you people who had Genesis growing up, like my friend Adam, he a uh, fun story, my friend Adam, he I worked with him, he brought in uh, the other day to work his old Sega Genesis he found, and uh, along with Sonic 2. Um, and uh, it, it was it, it's it's cool nostalgia, right? To 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 go and, and and check those out. But yeah, he was a Sega Genesis guy, dude. Sonic is so hard. Like, listen, original Mario is difficult. I get it. The Mario games are not a, a cakewalk either. But they're child's play compared to Se- to to Sonic games. So hard. You know, ir- ironically, Sonic just moves way too daggum fast. I mean, yeah. I know he's the fastest creature on the planet, but good God, you yeah. cannot catch up to anything he does. But the best thing that Sonic had going for it, at least in the Genesis generation, yeah, that soundtrack, my dude, dude, so uh, good, still I so good. For some Chemical Plant Zone yes. remixes, I will put that on repeat all day. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. um, hey, the Sonic movie that came out two years ago wasn't that's, too bad. That's what I was going to say, man. That's what I was going to say. I think what's oh. really hats off to Sega is the revival of their IPs and the revival of like what they've done with movies and their collections and, and different. Th- it's been really, really cool to see them go from like what would assume to be a failed studio to, you know, bringing Sonic back into mainstream, which I think was was so smart. 
what a great character too, man. Blue got the red running shoes, like just very very cool character design in Sonic. Yeah, uh, way cooler than Mario. Except for the design they did initially for the movie. Well, yeah, that, was, that, that was trash, <laughs> but they changed it and it's good. Uh, all yeah. right, uh, moving on to the last two real quick. Nintendo Switch Sports was announced. Uh, two of the most beloved games on the Wii were Wii Sports and its sequel, Wii Sports Resort. After the Wii U came out, it seemed there wouldn't be a third installment in the series, but one has finally been announced. Nintendo Switch Sports allows gamers to play tennis, bowling, uh, chambara. Am I saying that right? I don't know. Soccer, badminton, volleyball with their Joy-Cons and leg strap accessories. I didn't see the leg strap accessories. I didn't see that. More games will be added to the game later on, such as Golf. It will release on April 29th. But for those that want to play this game sooner, there'll be an online playtest from February 18th to the 20th. That's pretty cool, man. Dude, uh, yeah, this weekend. Uh, Nintendo Switch. Sports. I mean, I love Wii Sports. It's why maybe buy a Wii. So I could play Wii Sports with my family in the living room. Uh, I think this is genius. Did any of you guys uh, damage friends, family, property, television, any of that playing Wii Sports? Of course. I remember when I got my Wii, I I had played at someone's house. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. So I went to Walmart and picked it up and took it straight to my girlfriend's house with her family. And we just played uh, tennis and, and bowling all night long. Um, and but you had to bring like the the sensor bar and hook everything up. It was not a quick setup uh, to to do the uh, to do the Wii Sports or, or set up the Wii period. But man, what a, what a what a what a great move uh, bringing that back to the Switch, and uh, and can't wait to see what that's like. That'll be really really yeah, super can't fun. Either. Why why can't Microsoft? I know PlayStation has a VR too in the works. Um, What's going on here? I just don't think they need it, man. I, I I think that Nintendo needs stuff like this because they're the family game. Like, my Nintendo Switch is busted out for me to play games with my friends. Like, Mario Party, Mario Kart. They do a really good job with party games. Um, and I think they need things like this t- to to draw in even more people. Uh, Nintendo's just really good at that, man. They just do their own thing, and they don't care. Uh, and then when you see others try to emulate them, like Microsoft with the Kinect. I mean, dude, the Kinect was just groundbreaking technology still like in 2022 think about how amazing the connect is that you just there's no control or no whatever you use you control your body uh but it just didn't it didn't speak to the xbox audience just like the playstation i and the playstation move like it just the, the gamers that game on there they were, were halo players were gears of war were you know god of war you know nobody fires up the xbox and is like hey let's dance you know some people do uh, but but most most hardcore gamers don't. All right, last but not least, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three has been announced. I never played Xenoblade. I don't know anything about Xenoblade. Everybody seemed to real hype about this. Eric, do you know what Xenoblade is? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Uh, the biggest exposure that anybody who hasn't played the series would get is from Super Smash Brothers, uh, because uh, Shulk is in it. Oh, okay. Xenoblade. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So. It's it's your it's your typical uh, Japanese RPG, you know. Put it in line with Final Fantasy and Fire Emblem and all those other kind of things, and you pretty much have the gist of it. Gotcha. You guys got any final thoughts on the Nintendo uh, Direct before we go? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple things that well, two things really that you didn't mention. Go for uh, it. No Man's Sky getting a port to yes. Nintendo Switch. Absolutely, that's, that's very cool. It's about time. Now, granted, yeah. No Man's Sky needed to fix its own problems before it ever got ported to Yeah, but I think that game's really else. great now. I mean, didn't they, they They did a ton of work on that game, yeah? Yeah, it is It is legitimately a great game now. And then 
close to my heart, uh, I'd be surprised if either of you guys recognize this game title, but Advance Wars, they yeah, are dude, remaking adva- dude, numbers. Dude, that Advance Wars remake looks awesome. Oh, yes. They are remaking games number one and two, bundling to them together. They added voice acting for it, yes. which I thought was a, an interesting The, the Reboot Camp it, Collection. Reboot Camp, yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to come out in November. I was very disappointed that it didn't, but I think our release date for that is April 8th, something like mistaken. that yeah dude the visuals in that game are incredible they they, they look Ugh. really really good that's turn-based strategy like the mecca for me right yeah richard any thoughts for move on um no not really i'm not yeah. a not a huge nintendo fan past the yeah. n64 days so hey i want to give richard a quick plug real quick dude i loved your uh i loved your madden video on your youtube channel if you guys oh, hey thank you if you guys don't follow richard uh richard give me your youtube handle yeah, it's just Sunnyside Gaming or uh, just Sunnyside. You can just write Sunnyside Retro Reviews or Sunny Reviews. I just yeah. review some retro games. Um, yeah. You definitely got to check out his latest Madden episode. And, uh, and of course, I loved your Spider-Man episode because, you know, Spider-Man. Yeah. It uh, takes some real talent yeah. to come up with uh, entertaining, informative content for a game series like Madden. Yeah, dude. And hats off to you because it, it is like going through your different modes and things. Like you do, you do, you do, you do your your research, man. And I was I was really impressed. Listen, I, I will say just real real fast, doing that video is so hard because there are certain videos where you do for pure entertainment, and then some videos you do for inf- like information. Yeah, and so. I grew up with Madden. There's just so many games, you know, that coming out. So I had to pick a few. And so um, it was more just like, this is what this is. I don't know. Just kind of like going through it. It, it gets pretty tough. But yeah, uh, it, I, it was a 16 minute long video. Was not planned for that. I was trying to keep it around 10 and that didn't happen. Well, you did so, great, man. You did a good job. You did great. Yeah. All right. It. You know what it's time for. Video game 20 questions. Let's do this. You guys ready? Of course you are. Here we go. Okay, man, that Paul's music had no business being this good, dude. So good, so good. It's it's good now that I could be on the radio. (laughs) Did you did you see that tick that TikTok? Oh yeah, (laughs) it's definitely why I pulled this Paul's music down because that guy's like he walks in bopping his head. He's like, yeah, Yeah. you know, it's like, dude, the Paul's music in Goldeneye slaps. Okay, it's it's so good. All right, video game twenty questions. You know how this works. I got a game here that I got the Wikipedia page pulled up for because I definitely need help with these games and answering your questions. You've got twenty questions to get it right and. And uh, the question begins right now. Richard, start us off, my dude. Oh, is it a sports game? No. No sports. Was this game developed before January 1st, 2000? Yes. Hey, pre-2000. Was the game developer from an international studio? Uh, Meaning outside the U.S.? Yes. No. I really like the way you phrase that one, Richard. I that just was good. Throw that that out. was Instead really of, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we have a U.S. developer pre two thousands. Let's say, will was this a part of the let's say Nintendo sixty four generation? Meaning Nintendo sixty four, uh, PlayStation one. I think that was. And I, I feel guess like that's throw... like two questions. <laughs> no, it's it's not really. It's part of the it's part of the generation. But I'm also defining my terms. What the generation you. actually is. Uh, the answer is no. Yeah. yeah okay. The answer is no. The answer is no, Ooh. pal. Cool. 
Oh man. Um, geez. Uh, so it's a U.S. game. That's okay. So, which means most likely it was it was before that. So we're talking NES, SNES, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that'll be my next question. Then is is this system um, 16-bit console? No. Mm. Oh. Will was this game a console exclusive? Um. Yes. Yeah, I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, I'm Ron Burgundy. This is your sixth question, by the way. Uh, yes. But but said like I said it first. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes, with console a head turn. Exclusive. What you got, Rich? Man, I, I I don't know. Um, it's all right. Talk it out. Talk it out. What's going through your mind here? <laughs> um, it's not racing game, or I'm sorry, it's not a sports game. Well, uh, racing is a sport, so yeah. Yeah, not 16 bit. Uh, man. Um, I kind of want to. I'm. I, I, okay. Is is this game played on a cartridge? No. Oh, okay. Not played on a cartridge. That's an interesting one. Uh, see, what I was kind of thinking along those lines is maybe he's going with a handheld gaming system of some kind, but that would not have been the case if it was not a cartridge. So, 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 hear me out, Eric. We're, yeah. we're, it could be on a. It could be f- like old school, like MS DOS, like floppy disks or or CD ROMs or something like that. You know what? You're, I, mean, I don't know. It, you know what? I, let's let's explore that territory here. Uh, Will was this game on uh, primarily on a PC? Yes. Oh, now oh, we got somewhere. Nice, oh, nice man. move, okay. man. Nice move. Good thought, Richard. Good thought. Okay. Um, is this a real-time strategy game? Because a lot of PC games are back then, at least. No. Okay. All right. Not an RTS. Uh, Will did this game uh, have any I, I always forget how we best phrase this but basically does it borrow any intellectual property from another medium from film television comics no etc no okay yeah the way the way we'd ask that probably is be is it licensed like licensed, is, yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it a okay. licensed game all right that's that's 10 by the way yeah um man it's probably about time we need to narrow down some genres or something here. I don't know yeah. how big you were into PC gaming back what? in the pre two thousands era. But watch it uh, be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Watch it be no, like no. that that pinball game that you used to play on your old computer. God, I kind of wish you would do that. <laughs> um so gosh, it's my question, isn't it? Okay, uh Ah man, geez. There's so many games. Um yeah, so many hundreds. Is this of was this a games. is this a point <laughs> and click game? No, not okay. a point and click game. Okay, so I'm glad you asked that because for some reason my mind immediately went to two things. It went to Oregon Trail, and it went to Mist. So it's good to know that it's not either of those things. Uh, Will was this game critically acclaimed? Hmm, I can tell you. Uh, this game was a commercial success with sales above 100,000 units before the release of its sequel, 
It ultimately surpassed 150,000 sales by uh, October of the year it was released. Okay. So at least we got a freebie in there that it is part of a series. You did. Well, you, you yeah, you, you interpret that how you want. I mean, you said sequel, so. I did. Go ahead, Rich. Mm. Oh, the yes. breathing is wonderful. Yes, deafening silence. Yes. Uh, okay. I'm filled is with this, hope. Oh, and there's no hope here. I'm like running out of thoughts. Okay. Um, is this game uh ported? Nah, I don't want to say that. No, take that. Can I take it back? <laughs> yeah, you didn't even you didn't finish. You didn't even finish okay. the question. Okay. You're good. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, was this game uh involve shooting? Yes. Okay. Game involved shooting. Okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, oh, 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 can I talk with you, Eric? Please. For a yeah. 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 That, yeah, that, yeah. Please. You, you so can, you can definitely chat amongst each other. That makes the podcast okay, so, more interesting. I would agree. Okay, with that. So, okay. <laughs> I'm thinking now. It's an American game. Yes. Um, PC. Uh. Mm-hmm. Um. Shooting. I'm thinking. It, it did say shooting. At, so Doom is one of the things I'm thinking of. Um, I was also thinking in the realm of we have Quake. We have Ooh, Quake. Yep. We have Duke Nukem that also is on this list. We have uh, so Resident Evil would technically be on that list, but I, I'm not going to go that direction. So we have options. We definitely have options. Um is it my question or is it your question? I don't know. Anybody can ask questions. You, okay. You're good to ask Right. Whatever. I guess you don't really have to go yeah, you don't, it's not. It's not elementary you know, school, guys. You don't have to take turns. You're fine. Uh, please raise your hand when you want to speak. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, I, Richard, I also am uh, one that I just thought of is it could potentially be in the Half-Life saga. So let's not discount Ooh. that either. Um, I, I feel like we just have to go ahead and narrow down. Is this a first-person shooter? Yes. That's 13. Okay. Okay, uh, man. So now, now, okay, first person shooter. Did did this game have multiplayer? Hmm. Good. Yes, it does. It says right here. Yes. Okay. So Unreal Unreal Tournament is one too. Well, um, uh, Will, mm-hmm. have we mentioned this game at any point during the podcast tonight? No. Okay, <laughs> so that's five. That's, okay, that's so that's not great that's, for us. That's five. So here's your hint. We do like to do the hints from fifteen on, right? Okay. That's fifteen. Sorry. Uh, this game, the the exclusive console that it released upon, was the Macintosh. Ooh. Whoa, Mac! Okay. Oh, heavens, man! I don't even think we're gonna be able to get this one. Hmm. Exclusively for listen, Mac. man. I knew that I was doing a podcast tonight with two of the uh, most um, intelligent, as far as it comes to. Well, you guys are intelligent all the way around, right? I'm not saying well, you're not intelligent, you. but you guys have the have the deepest knowledge of games, probably of anybody that we podcast with. So I, uh, you know, yeah, I made this a little bit difficult for you guys. So yeah, your your, your console exclusivity was the Macintosh. Okay, go for it, Rich. Uh, and I I, I don't have I, I don't know. 
like Matt, like when you think of gaming, especially outside of consoles, you really you only think of PC. So I can't even, I don't even have anything in my mind. I do for Matt. Okay, then yeah, then, just go ahead. Yeah, you guys just yours. I, yours. Uh, Richard, you might slap yourself <clears throat> when you realize where I'm going with this. Um, okay, Will. Yes. Was this game by chance developed by our good friends at Bungie? Yes. Richard, it's Marathon. Oh wow. <laughs> Will, is it Marathon? It is Marathon. Yeah. There you go, dude. I would not even know that. That was I awesome. I never heard of Marathon. Yeah, Marathon. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Marathon. So Marathon, first-person shooter video dive, game man. developed by Bungie, released in December 1994 for the Apple Macintosh. The game takes place several centuries into the future in outer space and sets the player as a security officer attempting to stop an alien invasion aboard a colony ship named the Marathon. So there you go. I have never played Marathon ever. Me neither. So no, I, didn't I haven't either. But once Halo became a thing and we realized the heritage, I started yeah. watching some old videos of it. Yeah, it uh, apparently released on iOS as well on July seventh, two thousand eleven. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Crazy man, crazy. So marathon was the game, and uh, just hats off to you, gentlemen. That was that was incredible. That was really good. You did call us smart. I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna you stick did that feather in you my did. cap right you, there. You guys did awesome. Well, hey, that's all the time we got for the podcast. We will see you guys next week, right back here, uh, same time, same place. If we record another episode and we don't have things going on, and I get it uploaded to Spotify, there's just a whole lot of things that could stop it from being same time, same place next week. But in the meantime, I'm Will. I'm Eric. And I'm Rich. Well, Richard and Eric, I think, may have been on their phones for that. But it's okay. It's fine. Hey, guys, we'll see you next time right here on the 4Flop Podcast. I was looking up marathon. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) 